Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. It's Friday morning, which means we have to talk about yesterday's Thursday night football game. And then we're just going to go through and preview some stuff to look forward to in Sunday's slate of games. So without further ado, let's go ahead, sit back, relax, sip our coffee, and enjoy the show. Happy December 1st, everyone. We have made it to the last month of the year. It's been a fantastic season here on The Wake of Take, and I'm so thankful to still be doing this. Started in February, still rocking and rolling five days a week here on Wake of Take on Friday, December 1st, 2023. Happy holidays to all as well as we start to get into the season. But, of course, that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about football, so thank you all for tuning in on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook. You guys here in the in the YouTube chat, good morning, all city. Good morning, Dakota. Good morning, Go Go Jen. Good morning, Ruckus. I am glad to see you all. Ooh, Go Go, you've got a coffee and apple fritter combo this morning. You are living a life of luxury for me. My coffee and an Eggo waffle about an hour ago to keep me going for the day. But let's talk about this Thursday night football game because, man, honestly, I don't even know if it's that much of an exaggeration to say that this might have been one of the best games of all year. I mean, it was just a fantastic football game, and I was not expecting it. I really did think that the Cowboys could run away with this one, uh, but they didn't. The Seahawks really brought it to them, and it was thanks in part to Geno Smith having a fantastic day, 334 pass yards, three touchdowns, and even a rushing touchdown. But in large part, all of that pretty much went to DK Metcalf, who had six receptions for 134 yards and three, three touchdowns. My man DK Metcalf got the hat trick last night, and man, what a treat that was on the Seahawks side of the ball. Crazy to see. Super fun to watch. And I mean, it's been a long time coming. I mean, I think over the last few weeks, DK Metcalf's value has basically plummeted. I mean, people were losing faith in him, saying that all he's done over his career has just gotten worse. And now Tyler Lockett and JSN are starting to outproduce him. And DK Metcalf is on the decline. Well, all of that was a bit too hasty. DK Metcalf is still here, still one of the better wide receivers in the league and still a true alpha. I mean, it was a domination against the Cowboys yesterday by him. But of course, it was not enough as they did fall short 35 to 41 to the Cowboys as Dak Prescott yet again playing at an MVP level, 300 pass yards, three touchdowns, 23 rush yards, gets CD Lamb 12 receptions off of 17 targets for 116 yards and a touchdown. Jake Ferguson scored, Brandon Cook scored, Tony Pollard scored. The, the Cowboys were rolling in this one just as much as the Seahawks, to be completely honest with you. Incredible game to watch. But my big takeaway from this football game is not the fact that DK Metcalf is a monster. It's not the fact that C.D. Lamb has solidified himself into the Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson tier. It is the fact that Jackson Smith and Jigba's season is here and here to stay. Ladies and gentlemen, 
we enjoyed the breakout of JSN last night, but it was quiet because he was overshadowed by CD Lamb, because he was overshadowed by DK Metcalf. But he had that one fantastic touchdown grab that was called back because they said he didn't maintain control. I mean, I think he did. Yeah, the ball hit the ground, but still, I mean, he he caught it. He would have caught it with or without the ground. So uh, in my head, he scored that touchdown. But not just that. He led the Seahawks in targets. He had 11 targets yesterday against the Cowboys, brought in seven of them for 62 yards. So again, not the best stat line in the world, but he led the Seahawks in receptions. He led the Seahawks in targets as well. And he had a, a really great touchdown grab that ended up being called back. He was running fantastic routes. He was doing really well after the catch. Jackson Smith and Jigba here. Uh, season is here, ladies and gentlemen. So if he's still available at his discounted price from where he was drafted at in this offseason, still available less than that, then you've got to buy Jackson Smith and Jigba because it's only going to get better from here. He had already been trending up. I believe the last two weeks he was leading the Seahawks in receiving yards, uh, but now he's leading them in targets and receptions as well in a shootout game against the Cowboys. They were relying on him. You see his route tree starting to develop more as well. He's here to stay. I know I've said it like four times now, but Jackson Smith and Jigba is here to stay. And I am just glad that we got to enjoy the breakout game last night. It was quiet, which means his price is not going to shoot through the roof yet but he's still worth the price to pay and it's only going to get better from here. Jackson's with the Jigba, ladies and gentlemen. Jackson's with the Jigba, ladies and gentlemen. And finally, last little takeaway here is that Zach Charbonnet, he looked pretty good. He honestly did. He, he ran for 60 yards. He got a rushing touchdown. He also had 39 receiving yards, but he did pick up a knee injury. This is important because Kenneth Walker's already hurt. Now Zach Charbonnet's hurt. Now we're talking about Kenny McIntosh and DJ Dallas probably going forward. So if either of those guys are available into your waivers next week, make sure you scoop them up. But that's my thoughts from Thursday Night Football. Let's see real quick what you guys are talking about here. One of the best games all year. So true. So true. Best primetime game for sure as well. That was a really, really good one. Um, so great game. And Dakota points out that Jackson with the Jigba played against Stephon Gilmore too. And Gilmore, obviously not the shutdown corner he used to be, but still, you know, still a pretty good cornerback and knows what he's doing. Uh, so yeah, just a great game from Jackson with the Jigba. We're going to talk about, as the title says, DK Metcalf stole the show. But it's Jackson Smith and Jigba season, ladies and gentlemen. He is here. The breakout happened last night. Let's talk about week 13, ladies and gentlemen. And before we get into, you know, the games and everything, we'll just go ahead and run through the injury report. These are the injuries you need to monitor. There's a lot of them. So buckle your seatbelts, guys. There's a lot of injuries that you need to keep track of this weekend as this is, you know, the last week to take of the week. You can always check our social medias and everything, but I will not be here to break it down. A lot of these are limited practices. I decided to throw some limiteds in this week. I, I normally just do the did not participate, but just figured I'd go ahead and get everyone covered here. So again, buckle your seatbelts. Let's tune in to the injuries heading into week three. Marquise Brown, he is a heel injury. He did not practice. Another Cardinal receiver, Michael Wilson, he also did not practice with his shoulder injury. Seeing both of those DMPs suggest that they will not be active this week. Marquise Brown might be able to turn it around, but still, Michael Wilson has already been out the past couple weeks. Marquise Brown now not practicing as well. I would imagine both of those guys are out, which means we're looking at a Rondale Moore, Greg Dorch game. If either of those guys are available, you need to scoop them up. Trey McBride, did pick up a groin injury, but he was limited. That leads me to believe that he will be playing this week uh, and probably still get the same amount of usage he always has, so not too worried about it. To the Carolina Panthers now, Hayden Hurst has a concussion still. He has not practiced this week, so Hayden Hurst still not looking to clear concussion protocol. We'll be looking at Tommy Tremble and whoever else Bryce Young decides to throw to. I mean, probably just Adam Thielen again. And also, 
Jonathan Mingo, he was limited with an Achilles injury, which I think is interesting that he was limited with that. But, you know, again, seeing these limiteds leads me to believe that they will be playing. So Hayden Hurst, probably not playing for the Panthers. Jonathan Mingo, probably active. Maybe a little bit of a snap count. For the Bengals, T. Higgins, he was limited this week. So T. Higgins is on track to return with his hamstring and ankle injury uh, with limited practices. He's probably going to be out there this week. So that's good news for T. Higgins managers. It'll be curious to see how they use these targets between all the wide receivers now with Jake Browning. We already saw Jamar Chase only at six targets last week. That was not a lot. Hopefully that that won't change. Yeah, hopefully Jamar Chase still gets at least six targets and T. Higgins can get himself a few as well, but I'm not too confident in it, uh, but it'll be good to see it so we can learn, so we can learn. On the Brown side of things, Kareem Hunt, he has a groin injury. He was limited this week. Amari Cooper was also limited with ribs and a dig note, a rest day for him. So both of those guys probably playing. Person who's not playing is probably Dorian Thompson Robinson, who is still in the concussion protocol and still not practicing this week. Moving on to the Broncos, Jerry Judy and Marvin Mims were both limited this week. Uh, Marvin Mims hamstring, Jerry Judy groin. Uh, both of these guys, again, I see the limited. I expect them to play, but still something to monitor, uh, especially today. Like that limited could turn into a DMP for either one of these guys. If either one of them are out, I mean, we are talking about a Cortland Sutton force-fed game, a probably Javante Williams, and maybe even a Samaj P. Ryan receiving game. So just keep your eyes on those, see if any of them are inactive. Moving on to the Packers, Dontavian Wicks and A.J. Dillon were both limited. Dontavian Wicks has a knee injury. A.J. Gro- Dillon has a groin injury with, again, limited practices, expecting these guys to play. But Jaden Reed did not practice. Jaden Reed picked up a chest injury. Not what you want to hear for sure. Not practicing with that as well is also bad news. I'm assuming he won't be playing, which means you've got to fire up your Christian Watson and your Romeo Dobbs and maybe... Uh, your Tucker Crafts, and Josiah DeGuara, who is limited this week and will probably be returning. So it's not just the Tucker Craft show. It'll be both of those tight ends catching some passes from Jordan Love. On to the Texans. Noah Brown and Tank Dell were both limited. Noah Brown has a knee injury. Tank Dell has a calf injury. Expect both of these guys to be there this week. Noah Brown making his return and Tank Dell probably playing. Keep an eye on if he stays limited today and then just see if there's any reports from like interviews with the coaches or anything, if they expect to put Tank Dell on a snap count. But I will at least expect him to play. Just depends on how many snaps and everything they can get and if he's at you know, 80 90%. But I'm assuming with limited practices, with calf injuries, he'll probably be fine and out there on Sunday. Dalton Schultz, however, picked up a hamstring injury and is not practicing. So the favorite tight end target for CJ Stroud is looking like he will not be out there this week. That means it could be Brevin Jordan's time to shine, but I would assume it's just going to be consolidated between the wide receivers, Noah Brown, Tank Dow, Nico Collins, Robert Woods. The next team, the Jaguars, Travis Etienne, ribs, limited, good. Travis Etienne will be out there. Uh, rib injury, I mean, not the worst in the world. Normally players play through that, so seeing the limited probably means he's going to be playing. Jarek McKinnon on the Chiefs, looking like he will be returning this week. He was out last week with a groin injury. He has picked up some limited practices this week, so he should be back out there. The only takeaway from that is that the fact that Isaiah Pacheco will probably catch two less passes than he did uh, last week. But still, Jarek McKinnon doesn't get a ton of volume anymore. It's still the Isaiah Pacheco show in Kansas City. Keenan Allen, this is a tough one. Keenan Allen picked up a quad injury and is not practicing. I'm going to err on the side of Keenan Allen being a veteran and also the only part of the Chargers offense right now 
into the fact that he did not practice with this injury. I think if it were a bit more serious and they didn't expect him to play, I think we would have heard a bit more about it and coaches would have been a bit more concerned. But I think he's just skipping practice this week in order to play Sunday. But definitely keep your eye on it as that's not always the case. Usually with a did not practice, they don't play. Uh, on Sunday, but still, I just feel like Keenan Allen will make it work given the the array the the disarray that this Chargers team is in right now. For the Dolphins, Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan, and Tyreek Hill all limited, all probably going to play. Devon Achan making his return, Raheem Mostert keeping things going uh, in the way that he has. Good to see them picking up some limited practices. Ezekiel Elliott is limited with a thigh injury. Not that big of a deal. It's not like anyone was really starting him this week, but if he does end up missing, we're talking about a true bell cow, Ramondre Stevenson. So I wanted to make sure to highlight this one as he was limited and probably, you know, on track to play, but could end up missing it depending on how the Patriots want to tackle that. Demario Douglas and Kayshawn Booty both did not practice. So, I mean, the Patriots wide receiver core that's already decimated, looking to be even more decimated this week. Demario Douglas not looking to play. Kayshawn Booty probably out as well. That means it would be Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, and Tyquan Thornton. And the tight ends probably making some noise this week against the Chargers. For the Saints, Kendra Miller, Rashid Shahid both did not practice, so I'm not expecting either of those guys to be good to go this week. But Chris Olave did pick up a limited practice with his concussion. Given it's a concussion, given he picked up the limited, he will probably be able to clear concussion protocol. So look for Chris Olave to be active this week. Aaron Rodgers, we're talking about his practice window was opened. He did not practice yesterday. He practiced on Wednesday, but did not on Thursday. Not looking like he'll be activated this week. Again, I do believe that the Jets will use that full 21-day window to decide what they're going to do with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Brees Hall, hamstring limited so should be good to go I mean you hate to see hamstring injuries when it comes to running backs but given it was limited given he's basically the only player on this offense outside of Garrett Wilson I would expect Brees Hall to play as well Julio Jones picked up a knee injury and is limited AJ Brown picked up a thigh injury and is limited I would expect both of those guys especially AJ Brown to be out there this week Julio Jones just wanted to mention him because it's just already such a decimated kind of big body room with Dallas Goddard out. He did not practice, by the way. Dallas Goddard did not practice with his forearm injury, but we already know that um, Grant Calcaterra is out. Julio Jones having the limited uh, knee injury could mean he's out as well. And then they really just have no big bodies besides Jack Stoll and Albert Okubuna who are not getting any passes anyway. So the Eagles could have a tough day against the 49ers, but still should ultimately be fine. Look for A.J. Brown at least to be out there and look for Dallas Goddard to be out one more week. On the Steelers side of the ball, I thought this was interesting. Calvin Austin picked up an ankle injury and is limited, but Deontay Johnson was listed as questionable with no injury. He's just listed as questionable. No news as to why besides, I mean, I assume the, uh, the the drama stuff that's going on with him right now just around the locker room. But seeing Deontay Johnson listed as questionable uh, without an injury makes me a little bit concerned. So just keep your eye on that over the weekend, guys. If it comes out that Deontay Johnson's going to be a healthy scratch, there's some really big concerns with him. But that's also really good news for George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth. And maybe even Kenny Pickett, uh, who could just consolidate his targets between his running backs and those two receivers and have a simpler field to kind of gauge around. Uh, Last limited was Chris Godwin, who has a neck injury. Don't know what's going on with Chris Godwin all year, but with this injury, I mean, I'm probably just going to bench him this week. Probably should have been benching him the past few weeks, given he hasn't been producing. But still, neck injury, limited, hard to play through a neck injury. But given he's practicing, he'll probably be out there. A couple guys who will be out. 
LaVishka Chenault landed on IR yesterday with an ankle injury. Not that fantasy relevant, to be completely honest, but still he's on IR. And Jonathan Taylor, not looking like he'll play with his thumb injury, of course. We've already talked about that, but just to go ahead and set it in stone. And then lastly, Traylon Burks. He is looking like he'll be returning this week. He has been out the past few weeks with a concussion, but did pick up a full practice now twice this week. I think Traylon Burks will be back, meaning... You know, things will probably be good in Tennessee. Maybe, 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 maybe. I'm gonna, I, I think they might be. So that is the injury rundown, guys. Lots of them to talk about for sure. Um, oh, lots of injuries to talk about for sure, but we've gone through them. Let's go ahead and move on now to I'm gonna do some must starts and must sits. We will start with must start Kyle Pitts. The Falcons this week are playing the Jets, which is a tough matchup for wide receivers. I'm assuming Drake London will be locked down by Sauce Gardner. Uh, and they've also got some pretty good linebackers out in New York, Quincy Williams being one of them. I think that Bijan Robinson will still have a good game. But I mean, I think when I'm looking at how this will match up, I'm assuming Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith, to a certain degree, are going to be the only way that the uh, that the Falcons can move the ball, really, in any degree. Uh, so that is what I would be looking for is Kyle Pitts and maybe even Jonu Smith if you're looking for another tight end. The only reason I'm locking on to Kyle Pitts as a must-start is the fact that Jonu Smith was not targeted last week. When I see that, that to me, especially coming out of the bye week, suggests that the Falcons are finally utilizing their skill players in the way they should. I know it was only two receptions for Kyle Pitts last week, but still, if Drake London's going to be locked down and Bijan Robinson's going to have a tough day out of the backfield with their, with their uh, linebacker core in New York, I think that Kyle Pitts has a chance to finally tap into his ceiling. So I'm starting him up this week into another degree, probably John U. Smith and Will Levis. I talked about Traylon Burks is probably coming back. Derrick Henry's finally cooking. DeAndre Hopkins has had some good games. Chico Quanquo is starting to get targeted a good bit. I think that this Titans team in general is starting to work itself out. And I'm going to start Will Levis against the Colts. This year, only a few teams have, have failed to reach 20 points against the Colts. That was the Ravens in week three, so they were not quite hot yet. I'm not really worried about it. And even then, they scored 19. But the Patriots, Panthers, and the Tan and the Ryan Tannehill Titans are the only other teams to not score 20 against this Colts defense who has been, you know, been sliced up by a lot of different quarterbacks. And so I think with Derrick Henry finally cooking, I think that that'll open up the play action. I think with Traylon Burks likely uh, returning, that'll help in terms of coverage on DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they can't leave. DeAndre Hopkins open. They can't leave Traylon Burks open. They can't leave Chig open. So, I mean, we're talking about less devoted uh, coverage to any one of those guys. That should open up the field for Will Levis. And also, Tajay Spears wasn't utilized a lot, a lot last week. So, I do believe that, you know, he could get worked into the game plan as well. And I think that this game, AFC South shootout, could definitely be on the table here. I expect that the Titans could score at least 20. And that's going to come from Will Levis. A fun little start here. My sits... I'm going to sit Zach Moss um, on the other side of the ball. I don't really think Zach Moss is going to be able to get much going against the Titans. They have a pretty stingy run defense. It's not the toughest in the world, but I don't think that he's going to be able to get much going in this one. Of course, he's going to get a lot of volume, so he still might end up getting you around 10 points, but I'm not expecting the Zach Moss ceiling game that we had seen from him a couple times this year with Jonathan Taylor out. I think I'm going to sit Zach Moss and also Garrett Wilson going up against the Falcons. They've just been really good against wide receiver ones all year. And Garrett Wilson has already been kind of struggling to maintain fantasy relevance with Tim Boyle, with Zach Wilson. I think going up against a tough matchup in the Falcons, 
Uh, I just, I, I'm not expecting a big day from him. I mean, I'm sure he'll still probably get you there. As I talk about with these elite players, always at least going to get you there around 10 points or so. But again, I'm not expecting much of a ceiling from Garrett Wilson. I think if the Jets want to win this game, it's going to have to come down to Brees Hall. So those are my starts and my sits and the injuries we talked about. Let's go ahead now and roll over onto my Yahoo Pick'em League. Let's see what who I think will win and some other fun takes as we go through it. And then see how much time we have. Sonic Truth is on at... Uh, 10:30, so I might not be able to get to questions depending on how this goes. But let's see. Here we go. Let me zoom in a little bit. It's a little zoomed out for you guys. All right. Uh, and again, I miss Thursday night football. I always do that crap. Colts Titans. I'm gonna go with an upset here. Pick the Titans. I'm gonna pick the Titans to beat the Colts in this one. Colts for some reason have landed themselves in the playoff hunt. I don't think they're deserving of it. And I think the Titans are also trying to make a push right now. Again, Derrick Henry's cooking, and I think that helps the offense so much. So give me the Titans in an upset against the Colts. And I'm gonna go right back to another upset here. I'm gonna go with the Patriots beating the Chargers, especially if Keenan Allen is out. Now, if Keenan Allen is active, I think that the Chargers will probably end up winning this one. But I think this game will be a lot closer than expected. I see here with the pick distribution, 94% of people are picking the Chargers to win. I think that the Patriots defense will be able to cook up something to stop this Chargers offense. I just really do. It's in my gut um, that Bill Belichick will be able to scheme up something to stop this Chargers team. And I mean, that defense has been awful. I mean, every single quarterback has been shredding them. And so I think with Bailey Zappi being able to practice all week as the expected starter, he'll look a little bit better. And I think the Patriots pull off the upset against the Chargers and perhaps let Brandon Staley get fired on his way home. Lions Saints, this one's easy here. I'm going with the Lions, especially with how banged up the Saints are. You've got Chris Olave probably returning, but Rashid Shahid is out. Kendra Miller is probably out. Um, I'm not expecting the Saints to really be able to get much going at all. And I mean, the Lions are just so good. The Lions win this game and send the Falcons up even closer to winning this NFC South, who will also, I believe, beat the Jets. I know it's in New York, but still, uh, this Falcons team to me is rolling right now. I think they're going to be able to get cooking against this Jets defense that is stingy, but I think Desmond Raider is going to get some stuff done on the ground. I Like I said, I think Kyle Pitts is finally going to tap into his ceiling, and I think Bijan Robinson, while the linebackers are pretty decent, should still get you a good floor game. I'm expecting the Falcons to beat the Jets. Next one, Steelers-Cardinals. I'm going to pick the Cardinals here. Um, again, it looks like 94% of people are picking the Steelers. So it looks like I'm picking quite a few upsets in this one, but I think the Cardinals could definitely beat the Steelers. Kyler Murray's Kyler Murray, ladies and gentlemen. And even if Marquise Brown is out and Michael Wilson is out, I still think that there's going to be enough there to get it going with Michael Carter, with James Conner, with Rondell Moore, with Trey McBride, with Kyler Murray's wheels. I think that the Cardinals will be able to make a mess against the Steelers team who yes, came off a win last week. Finally had their offense cooking, but I'm going to give the Cardinals the win against the Steelers. Next one, we have the Dolphins versus Commanders. Definitely going to go with the Dolphins here. Everyone is looking to be active. We're going to have Devon Achan back. Tyreek Hill is fine. Jalen Waddle finally had a 100-yard game. I think the Dolphins easily beat these Commanders, and I think that they could win by, I mean, at least 10. And we're going to go with Devon Achan having a good game in his first game back. Next one, we've got the Texans versus Broncos. This is basically for the playoffs right here. I mean, this is a really important matchup. Houston's the home team. I'm going to give it to them. I think CJ Stroud has yet another good game. It's looking like everyone's going to be back. I mean, you've got Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary in the backfield. You've got Noah Brown returning, who had been a really clutch wide receiver for CJ Stroud. I think that it's just going to be too much for this Broncos defense to handle. And I think the Texans walk away with this one. 
Next game, Panthers, Buccaneers. You know what, guys? In my gut, I'm no logic here. In my gut, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Again, another one where 96% of teams have picked the Buccaneers. But I think the Panthers will have a weird just kind of – a lot of times, again, just these coaches get fired. The team comes out fired up the next week. And I think that the Panthers will be one of those teams who just feel good coming off a new head coach, wanting to prove themselves, wanting to play football hard. So I'm going to go with the Panthers upsetting the Buccaneers. Rams, Browns, I'm actually going to go with the Browns here. Um, we're seeing just this this Rams offense is not really looking. Well, actually, with Kyron Williams back, they did look pretty good. So actually, we'll go with the Rams. We'll go with the Rams here. I think Kyron Williams might have a tough game. I think this is going to have to 100% come down to Pukunakua and Cooper Cup. But I still think that they could get it done. I don't think a lot of points will be scored in this one. I definitely don't expect the Rams to go over 30 again like they did last week. But either way, going to pick the Rams. I'm not expecting Joe Flacco to really be good at all, in case you're wondering. Not really feeling not really feeling the Joe Flacco spirit, if I'm going to be honest with you. Next one, game of the week, 49ers-Eagles. How this did not end up a primetime game, I will never understand. This is ridiculous. Just going to lean with the home team here, the Eagles, who want to prove themselves. The 49ers have been talking so much crap about how if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, they would have beat the Eagles. But I don't necessarily think that's the case here. I think that the Eagles would beat the 49ers no matter what. And I think they beat them in this game as well. I think it's going to be a shootout as well. I don't really think the Eagles are going to be stopped by this 49ers defense. I think it's going to be both teams at least over 24. And it's going to be a really fun one to watch. Going to take the Eagles at the end of the day. Let's see how many people are picking. 55%. I think that's fair. I think the Eagles win this one. And it's going to come down to Devontae Smith uh, for sure. But still, I think he'll get cooking. Um, I think it's just going to be a fun game. Chiefs-Packers. Let's go with the Packers. Let's have a fun upset pick here as well. The Kansas City Chiefs just don't really look that great recently. And I think the Packers are playing well. And I think that, yeah, I think they'll be able to pull off this win. They're the home team here. They've been, you know, uh, they just upset the Lions. I think they'll keep things going and beat the Chiefs at home. And it's going to be a Christian Watson game. And finally, Jaguars versus Bengals. I mean, we've just got to go with the Jaguars here. Could have been such a good game if Joe Burrow was healthy. That's probably why this was saved for Monday night. I would have flexed it given that there's the 49ers-Eagles game, but I don't work for the NFL, so I don't get to decide that. But give me the Jaguars to beat the Bengals pretty handily, to be completely honest. So that is my picks. Hopefully you enjoyed some of those upset picks. Let's go ahead and quickly run through your questions again. Sonic Truth will be live in five minutes, so I can't spend too much time on this. But there's got to be a couple. I'm the only one at Player Profiler sitting Moss. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, let's see. Murray does like Dorch. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think that Greg Dorch, the torch needs to be rostered. He's been targeted at a very heavy rate the past couple weeks and last season, going back to last season. So Greg Dorch, don't sleep on him. I see a few start sit questions guys with your start sit questions. Please just tune into our start sit stream on Sunday. We're live on TikTok at 11 Instagram at 1130 and YouTube at 12. We'll be able to answer all your questions for sure. Could do like trade questions and other fun stuff, but let's see. Sup, man, when are you coming to Houston? Uh, I'm not coming to Houston. I'm not coming to Houston. Um, I You might be thinking of Dario, who's doing his Dario in a van right now. I don't know. He's going to Dallas next week, I believe. So maybe around there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not heading out to Houston, man. All right. Is Damian Pierce the back to have if Denver doesn't push the Texans? No, it's Devin Singletary. It's Devin Singletary for sure. Uh, he's just, he's getting it all the pass catching work and the, the important rushing work as well. Um, thank you for the compliment on my beard, Andrew. 
I'll, I'll just do a couple start sits just as we have a couple more minutes. We'll see. Debo or Jamar, we're going with – let's go Debo. Let's actually go with Debo Samuel over Jamar Chase. Again, I think that's going to be a shootout. And the Eagles have not really been good against wide receivers. And Debo Samuel's cooking right now. Give me him. And he was one of the people really fired up about the Eagles 49ers kind of rivalry going on right now. Goff or Stroud, give me Stroud. Sam Laporta or Thielen, give me Sam Laporta. Sutton, Garrett Wilson, or Pukunakua, give me Sutton, as it's looking like Judy or Marvin Mims could potentially be out or at least on a snap count. Taysom Hill or Evan Ingram, go with Evan Ingram. Actually, go with Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, because the, the Saints' uh, just weapons are all really injured right now. I think Taysom Hill is going to have himself a Taysom Hill-type game. And one more question, and then I'll sign off here. I, I saw one on Instagram earlier. What's my take on Michael Carter? I'm just going to say someone you have to roster. He's definitely ahead of Amari DiMercato, and he's getting some pass-catching work. If anything happens to James Conner, I think Michael Carter could end up being a, an actual an actual league winner, to be completely honest with you, just based on that offense and his skill set. If James Conner went down, Michael Carter could actually be a really, really good asset. So I definitely want to roster and stash him right now in case anything happens. So that is all I have for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a fantastic Friday, a wonderful rest of your week. Good luck on your week 13 matchups. If you're in the playoff hunt, I hope everything goes your way. And tune in to the Sonic Truth podcast, which will be live in just a couple minutes on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, and I believe the Twitter. Good luck, everyone, and peace.